This is the final word. Good evening, I'm Albie Oxenrider. Welcome to the final word, the show that invites you into the conversation. This is where you can get your opinion on TV right here every Sunday night. We're both live and lively tonight. That's something you don't hear every week. All right, <laughs> let's get started by introducing you to the three panelists for tonight. It's the afternoon host of 1059 X, Mark Madden. Abandon hope, all ye who enter here. All right, from our partner, DKPittsburghSports.com, our buddy Dan Kovacevic is back. I'll be anybody who abandoned hope after last Thursday has to understand that what happened tonight wouldn't have happened without last Thursday. And from the Trib Steelers radio host, Tim Benz is back. Hi, Tim. On the topic of abandoning hope, the Pirates. Well, they scored 13 runs in a spring training game against the Orioles. I hope you enjoyed it, Bucko fans, because you might not see 13 again for all of April. Some of the topics we're talking about tonight, we're looking for Five words on Tom Wilson's seven-game suspension. Is this Penguins team currently capable of postseason success? The kind that Pittsburgh loves. Will Ben Roethlisberger's new contract help the Steelers put together a roster that will compete for another championship? That's what Kevin Colbert said earlier this week. And which player on the Pirates do you expect to see the most growth out of this season? But first, that night's, uh, the night's big topic. What's the reason that the Penguins are so up and down uh, at this point in the season. They were up this weekend. Mark, start us off. Albie, I don't know that they are up and down. They're 14-9-1, which, considering the difficulty of their schedule and the amount of injuries they had, is actually pretty good. I think what's been most inconsistent about the Penguins is the inconsistency by several of their individuals. But maybe that's starting to, to round into form as far as guys like Evgeny Malkin and Tristan Jari are concerned, although Jari, who did not play tonight, he still lets in three, two goals, uh, excuse me, three goals far too often for my liking. But uh, the Penguins have 16 games remaining against the bottom two teams in the East Division, Buffalo and New Jersey. If they can uh, win, say, 85% of those games, which honestly is not unreasonable, I think they are looking like a playoff team. Maybe not a team capable of a playoff run, but a team that can make the playoffs. Dan, you're uh, live and you're always lively. You're up. Well, I, I think the Penguins have been inconsistent primarily because they haven't taken care of the vertical middle of the rink. That's on offense and on defense. So they haven't defended their own net particularly well. They, they did kind of tonight. Uh, and they haven't gone at the other team's front of the net, although, again, they did kind of tonight. They don't have very many players that fit that mold. And I think you're going to see... Uh, Ron Hextall and Brian Burke watching from above, not only noticing, as you can't escape notice, that there's no fourth line, there's nothing remotely resembling a fourth line, but that the rest of the team doesn't have a whole lot of that jam either. That's going to have to come back to this team. The defense is, is I don't think it's going to change. I think the six guys you saw playing tonight are it, but you're going to see some changes happen up front. If that, if that takes place, maybe you'll see some more consistency. The, the changes made, though, will be for the sake of tomorrow. And they'll be for the sake of bigger and tougher because yeah, that's, that's where the league they said is when, headed. I know, but I, I, I agree with you, Mark, but that's not what they said when they were hired, when they were brought in. They Tim. were lying. All right, Tim. Uh, I think the reason why they've been inconsistent is basically just the nature of the division, the nature of the schedule, and the nature of the 2021 format. I'll go back to what Mark said. I think you can make a case that every one of these top five teams in the East has been inconsistent to a certain degree because 
They're beating up on each other and they're also jam packed. Uh, you know, you notice right now that the Islanders are in the middle of their hottest streak of the year. That's in part because they played Buffalo most recently. The Penguins get Buffalo and the Devils what 32 times down the stretch or 16 <laughs> times during the stretch of the uh, last few games of the season. That's 32 potential points they could have for themselves. I think we'll be talking about consistency a lot more as the season goes along for the Pens because they'll be able to gobble up points as the year goes along. I just hope they're still close enough to a playoff spot by then to do it. Uh, they're doing okay right now, hanging in tie with Boston as we sit here right now in a uh, virtual tie for third place. All right, a reminder, keep the comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word, also on Facebook at The Final Word. Now it's time for five words. Give us five words on Tom Wilson's seven-game suspension. Tony on Facebook says, kick him out of the league. That's uh, six I, words, dunce. A Twitter comment should be banned for life. And back to Facebook, he's going to kill someone. Now Mark Day and Tim, uh, starting with Mark, five words on Tom Wilson's suspension. The NHL wants violent hockey. Bottom line, if the NHL wanted to totally eliminate acts like Tom Wilson perpetrated against Carlo with that hit to the head, which wasn't technically a hit to the head, but Wilson's intent was and always is obvious. They would just suspend that guy who commits that, that penalty 10 games, 20 games, 30 games, half a season, the whole season, and they could get rid of it if they wanted to, but they just don't want to. The NHL has always wanted grit to be as important as skill, and the NHL wants that element of legitimate danger in the game, that, that, that unbridled violence that Wilson represents and perpetrates. All right, Dan. Uh, why does Washington get off? This, this is something that harkens back to the Matt Cook era with the Penguins. When Remember when Matt Cook was really like at his absolute worst, and all you heard from the whole hockey world was, Mario this, the Penguins that. Oh, see, the Penguins aren't the angels that they used to be, and why isn't Mario Lemieux saying something about this? Do you ever hear anything about the Washington Capitals, their coach, their other players, Alex Ovechkin, any of these guys ever speaking up, piping up, or actually doing something about their guy? The Penguins actually did do something about Matt Cook. What are the Capitals doing? Tim, five words. Make it longer next time and there will be a next time. He's gonna do this again. This won't be the last time. And maybe to amplify what Dayon is saying, the punishment has to be for the team as well. Yes. Because yes. You, know, you can suspend him and that does hurt the team, but so long as he's constantly employed by the team, that's in essence telling Tom Wilson, you have a job to do, we know what you do, and we're gonna keep paying you to do it. So there has to be a little bit of a team pinch on this too. Well, right. yeah, but the thing about Tom Wilson is, don't just blame the Capitals. Any team would take him. The Penguins would take him. Every team would want him. He's part of a championship formula given what the NHL lets go and really deep down wants to have happen. Saddest Still thing. to come, is this yeah. Penguins team currently capable of postseason success? Pat on Facebook says, I think the best they can hope for with the current roster is to make the playoffs. A bonus would be making it to the second round. A winning streak would help. Back with more of the final word right after this. This is the final word. Welcome back. I'm Albie Oxenrider. Tonight with Mark Madden, Dan Kovacevic, and Tim Benz. And back to the pens. And this topic from a few minutes ago that we uh, asked before the break, is this Penguins team currently capable of postseason success, Tim? 
Not extreme. Uh, I think because of what I said earlier, the Eastern Division being so jam-packed in this year's playoff format, if they get in as the third seed, uh, as they could be right now, uh, even the second seed potentially, they, they might have a chance, but you know, third or fourth, wherever they are, they might have an upset in them, but it just matters if they do get in as the four, how well is that first team playing? And if they do get one round deep beyond the first, I don't see it going any deeper than that. I don't see them getting out of this division. All right, back to Twitter. I don't have my hopes up. Uh, Dan, how are your hopes? Well, I, you know, I, I'm with Tim that you have to think of the format first and foremost, and that's that you have to get through Boston. If you're talking about postseason success, you're talking about at least winning two rounds, right? Well, Boston's going to be in that equation somewhere, and I don't see that happening. But, again, Hextall and Burke said what they said, and anybody who wants to hold them to that, uh, if you start liking certain components of the team, like the game that they played tonight, and you look out there and you see, well, Mark Jankowski really shouldn't be playing on an NHL roster. What can I do to upgrade that position? Uh, that's when you start making moves. Uh, you start seeing if you can maybe find a fit for Anthony Angelo who keeps banging people around. Maybe you need some of that on your roster. You start looking at that. Uh, backup goaltending? I mean, can I say that on a night that Casey DeSmith only gave up one goal? Those are the kinds of things that you think about when you're talking about postseason success. Mark? Well, Dejan, you keep saying Hextall said what he said, but Hextall also said mm -hmm. we need to restock the system. Yes. He said that quite a bit. We keep ignoring that he said that. He also said some tough decisions might have to be made. Well, there are only two tough decisions within the context of this team, and that's whether or not to keep Malkin and Latang past this season. Are they capable of playoff success? Depends on your definition. They could never beat Boston in a best-of-seven series. The other teams are a maybe at best Washington and Philadelphia. And what worries me is that they would make the playoffs win a series, keep Boston close in the division final, and then it would be a false dawn that makes people think the window is still open. The window is not open. I'm counting on Hextall and Burke to realize that and act accordingly. All right, to the Steelers now, free agency is 10 days away. Dan, will Ben Roethlisberger's new contract help the Steelers put together a roster that will compete for a championship? Uh, by Ben being back, yes. Uh, by Ben offering us some cap room, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, more cap room is more cap room. If it improves your chances of keeping Mike Hilton and Cam Sutton uh, on the defensive side, I'm all for it. If it improves your chances of going out and getting a free agent center to replace Marquise Pouncey, and hey, here's hoping for B.J. Finney, go ahead and do that too. Uh, but I don't see it as being some kind of cure-all. I mean, they're not going to keep Juju Smith-Schuster. They're not going to keep... Um, I don't know, Eric Ebron. I mean, I, maybe they will because they're going to want to appease Ben with one of those two guys. But is it a cure-all? No. All right, back to Twitter. No way. They've kicked the can into 2022. This team is going to get much worse before it competes for a Super Bowl again. Tim, do you agree with that? I think worse than 12-4, and four, yes. I think more like 8-8, eight 7-9. And, eight, and, and to build off of the previous discussion about what Roethlisberger's contract means for the Steelers, not as much as people are making it out to be. You know, let's keep in mind that for their planning, when we all thought that Juju wasn't going to be back anyway, when we all thought that Bud Dupree wasn't going to be back anyway, when we all thought that maybe Hayden or Nelson might get cut, that's when we were thinking about Ben Roethlisberger having a dead cap number of $22 million. Well, he still counts $26 million against the cap. This whole thing about him being Mother Teresa and giving back money, yeah, he did, but he gave away $5 million so he could still make fourteen. 
you know, he only counts only now 26 million where he would have counted 22 million if he had been cut. So this isn't a drastic paradigm shift of what they can spend. They can't keep everybody and then add on top of it. Like a lot of people suddenly think is the case. And you know what? Keeping everybody ain't the greatest answer either. You keep everybody, you're bringing back a team that went one and five down the stretch. Mark? Well, no, that depends, Albie. The Ben that's coming back, is it the Ben from five years ago or the Ben from 10 years ago? Or is it the Ben from last year who was real good for a while and then real bad at the end? Let me be blunt. I don't know what would possess you stupid marks out there to think even for one second this team is a championship contender? All you look back at is 12 and four. They lost five of their last six and look terrible in the execution thereof. No Ben, Ben back, doesn't matter. These Steelers are nowhere close, nowhere close to a championship contender. And I can't wait to remind you I said that all next year. All right, on to baseball with opening day about three weeks away. Mark, which player in the Pirates do you expect to see the most growth out of this season? I hear great things about this Mazeroski kid at second base. <laughs> uh, none of them, really, because the few good players they do have aren't going to get any protection in the lineup. For example, Cabrian Hayes. I worry about that kid because people are protect predicting such grandiose things for him. And in that lineup, not protected at all, with so little Major League experience, I could see him having a rotten season more so than I could a great season. All right. Uh, back to Twitter. Hello, Newman. Uh, day and growth out of this season. Which player? Well, you could say Kevin Newman, who's off to a great spring start. You could say Brian Reynolds. But to me, that's not growth. That would be them just getting back to what they showed in 2019. Uh, when you're talking about a, somebody to break out, to me, it's got to be Mitch Keller. Uh, and I say got to be because if it isn't him, then you're talking about a rotation that's not going to have anything remotely resembling an anchor. Uh, he has the ability. He has the stuff. Uh, just a year and change ago, he was considered the seventh best prospect in all of baseball. Um, now's the time, kid. All right, Tim. Yeah, it's, it, Keller's the only answer yeah. because he's the only one that has a higher ceiling than what he's gotten to already. And you know, I'm not saying Cabrian Hayes because of what he flashed last year. If we're talking about growth, how do you grow from what <laughs> he gave us last year to watch in that short window? Mark's probably closer to what's going to happen to him, and maybe it's not a precipitous drop, but you can't sustain what he did for the entirety of a season when he came up last year. The guy who can at least get incrementally better, and it's probably only going to be incrementally, I hope it's more, is Keller because he's at least got arm talent. All right, when we come back, we're going to go around the horn on any topic. The final word is next. Welcome back. It's time for the final word. Everybody gets a chance, and Mr. Tim Benz goes first. Jeff Capel, the Pitt Panthers, this week complained that his team wasn't getting a lot of calls in the ACC, and I don't think he's entirely wrong, but Jeff, gee, who in the ACC perpetuates that? Hmm. What school in North Carolina that you may or may not have a degree hanging on your wall from is the lead dog when it comes to stuff like that? It's Duke, it's North Carolina, it's UVA, it's the Blue Bloods, the ACC that you've been a part of. And oh, by the way, as Antonio Brown, Pittsburgh wordsmith once said, karma, karma. 
This goes back to when Pete used to beat the living hell out of everybody when they were in the Big East. Pitt used to beat everybody up and get away with murder in the Big East. And now it's coming back full circle now that they're in the ACC. He's not wrong, but mm. there's some karma involved here. Mark, final word. Hopefully Jared McCann's not out at all, let alone too long after he missed the third period with injury tonight. But if they need to move someone up to the top six, I say it's time to give Zach Aston Reese a try. He got his fifth goal in 13 games tonight. He goes to the net. Gino has benefited by McCann going to the net. Perhaps he can do so too if Aston Reese jumps in that spot and continues. By the way, uh, Gino Nation is celebrating raucously because Gino has 11 points in his last 10 games and he's played very well. But to quote the drunk guy in the stands in Slapshot, that's what you're paid for, Braden. All right, Dan, final word. You know, the saddest person in any downtown hotel tonight is Alexander Georgiev, the goaltender for the Rangers, who gave up three goals on six shots. Um, we saw three goals on six shots against Brian Elliott. We've seen some bad goaltending in the East Division. I expected this going in. I thought that the Bruins had really the only solid or really good goaltending anywhere in the East with Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak, both of them together. Who else is there? Tristan Jari? The Penguins should hope so. All right. Thanks, guys. Our final word now from social media. It's on Twitter. So good to have fans in the stands at PPG Paints Arena. Yes, it is. And join mm -hmm. us for halftime adjustments every Wednesday night. If Dame were here, he'd tell me to tell. Oh, he is here. Yeah, it's yeah. free, Albie. It's free. Yeah. Get the news app. WPXI now. Uh, and join us every Wednesday night at 730. For Mark and Dan and Tim, see you now.